Be'ezus Hashem Yisbarech. We will continue what we are learning in the Holy Letters of the Balatanya, letter number 12. But the Shir is L'Nuschos Rufur Shalema for Hinda Bastabarachal. We are learning letter number 12, which goes very deep into our activity in this world and the inner work that a person has in this world. And both the transformation that the person makes in his own consciousness through this work, whether the work is just activity, active, just him being active, engaged in Oila Masiya, just doing the act of compassion, of charity, or whether his whole entire being is fully internally connected and showing up in his compassion, which means that he's going very deep into the essence of compassion, which means his intelligence and his emotions and his activity are all intertwined. They are all working together. And he's pushing himself to the limit. We are explaining that the difference between these two energies, modes of consciousness, is one brings a peace in this world and another brings in a never-ending, everlasting tranquility that starts with the person where a person feels fulfillment in this world because the fragmentation, the brokenness, the pain that a person feels in this world is because thousands of years ago, Adam and Chava, who were meant to be in the Garden of Eden, in paradise, in a place of harmony and tranquility, a place of no fragmentation, no brokenness, no pain. They have sinned with the fruit of knowledge. with the fruit of knowledge which caused them to know their own selfishness, to know their self, their identity. And this knowledge of self is the root of all pain, the root of all suffering, the root of all shame, the root of all inferiority. And as soon as they found out the depth of their selfishness, of their separateness from each other, they were no longer 
in the Garden of Eden. They were no longer in paradise. They were put into this world. That means this world is full of pain, full of resentments, full of feelings of frustration, of depression, feelings of emptiness, feelings of moodiness, feelings of impulses that are unhealthy. And a person gets trapped by these impulses. But over here in this letter, the Holy Balatanya explains that if you get in touch with the depth of compassion, if you, either for one moment or many moments, become so selfless, become so obsessed with compassion, that you touch a place of compassion, that's much more than the teva of your compassion, much more than the teva of your goodness, much more than the nature of your body. At that moment, you will unleash a core of your soul, a core of your heart, a core of your energy, of your neshama, that will bring tremendous tranquility over you, more than peace. It will be an internal harmony with the universe, an internal harmony with your past, an internal harmony with your mission, your purpose. Because in that moment, you will have made the greatest miracle of all, which is to combine nature with the energy that's creating it, the energy of God, to bring God into this world, to engage in that paradox, to take your body and push it to the extreme that you become so selfless, a state of self-sacrifice, that you push it to the extreme, which means that you have force, forced the energy of compassion of God to come into this world. Because deep inside your soul, you have a part of you that's beyond time and space, that's beyond this human existence. And if you push selflessly, if you do one moment, nobody has to know about it, but one moment in time where you heroically and compassionately care and save another person, at that moment, you bring in an energy into this world, a miraculous energy, an energy that is beyond the Chetet Tzadas, that is beyond the world, that's even beyond the bliss in paradise. Because it's an energy from God himself, because God is the only one who could combine opposites, who could split the sea, who can make miracles, who can mix your chesed and your gvura, who could make a love be born from your own shame, where the natural tendency is to judge my friend, to always think you're better than him, but then to become selfless for a moment and say, why am I really better than him? 
to do what Rachel Imenu did for one moment, to ask herself, why is she more better looking than her sister? Why does she deserve to marry Yaakov? Why does she deserve to create tremendous shame and pain for her sister? Why does she have the ability to have it all easy and the other person should suffer? But this is not a natural question. Humanity for thousands of years is trying to stifle this question, to say, what do you mean? I worked for my living. I worked for my money. I'm the one who has it good. And the other person, if he wants, let him go work. Which means to live with this world the way it is. And then there's a way to see the miracle of life. It means to see the energy that creates the world. To discover what Abraham Avinu discovered, which is that God is the energy of the universe. The universe is not what it looks like. There's no energies that are creating this world on its own. God is creating the world measure for measure because he wants you to go beyond the veil. He wants you to go beyond the covering. He wants you to go beyond the joke. He wants you to go beyond what it looks like. And he wants to see if you will tap into the vibrations of the universe, which is compassion. Which is the name Yud Kei Which is the essence of God. He wants to see if you will make that miracle between you and him. To one moment of time to unleash the Yisrael Shabbat Nisham. To show that you are beat, even the angels, you beat the whole entire world. You have released and revealed in yourself that you are really similar to the creator of the world. You're not a beast. You're not your animal. But deep within your animal, there is the human. Not only the human, the way that it's known as human, as Adam, as a person filled with flesh and blood, but deep inside, the core of that heart, lies an infinity that's beyond anything you could imagine. And when that bursts through, then you are similar to the creator, then you have taken control over all the beastly nature. You have, you have fulfilled the commandment to conquer the universe that God said, to conquer the universe doesn't mean literally to have a lot of children. Means It means moments in time that will live on forever. Moments of intimacy, which you will create children. Moments of good deeds that will last forever. Moments of radical positivity that will reframe and rechange your whole entire destiny, your children's future. Like we said about the story with Rothschild. And we said about the story of Rabbi Gavriel Noisechein. That one moment in time, Rachel Imenu, the Yidin Tzvas, 13-year-old boy, becoming the Baal Shem Tev, tremendous, radical, obsessive moments in time where you have conquered the world. The world is trying to stifle out of you your godly spark. It's trying to stifle out of you The nature 
of your godly consciousness, which means that you dictate how this world runs, not that this world will dictate it to you. And deep inside the, fa- the fiber and the fabric of this universe is beating with the pulse of compassion. Which is, I am no better than you. And to understand that in its enormity, to understand this enormous idea that real true fulfillment means attachment with the divine energy, to attachment with God, having God dwell in you, getting in touch with the real creative power of man, to become a partner with God in the creation of the world, which means to go deep within and to transcend your selfishness. Was the selfishness, the knowing of self, was the beginning of all suffering in in paradise. We were thrown out of paradise into this world for thousands of years because we're dealing with a tremendous amount of selfishness. Selfishness of the genders, selfishness of children, brothers and sisters, selfishness in business. And essentially speaking, the whole entire Aseris Adibris, which seems like very mundane things, are just about this idea that that what you hate to be done to you, don't do to your friend, don't steal from him, don't judge him, don't put him down, but get in touch with the deepest core of who you are. And then, I am your God, could dwell within you. You will not only be, you will not be only made in God's form and in God's image, but the essence of God, the essence of God's compassion will reign through your heart. And this is a tremendous idea to see this in its enormity. So pushing yourself for one moment in time to realize that your deeds have tremendous significance. And it's these moments in our life that will live on forever. You see it practically speaking. When a person passes away and they summarize the person's whole life in five minutes. What lives way beyond him is what he invested in his children and the good deeds that he did. It won't be all the furniture that he accumulated. It won't be all the real estate that he bought and sold. It won't be the tremendous amount of winning that he had in this world. It will be the moments of time where he transcended his selfishness. He's told that he was such a great father. He was such a kind, compassionate person. That's what the Holy Balatani is explaining in this letter. 
And a person wants to know what fulfillment looks like. First, he's trying to get rid of his depression. He's trying to get rid of all of his anxiety. And he thinks that through therapy, that is going to clear everything up. But even if you manage to do that in one day or in 15 years, what are you left with then? You're left with a tremendous emptiness of selfishness. Story about you. So you've got rid of the anxiety. You got rid of the brokenness and you've healed all the trauma. But you still haven't touched fulfillment. Because no therapy in the world could tell you what fulfillment looks like. Only the Holy Torah. And the first emptiness of that fulfillment, the first idea of taking away our tranquility, was the story of the Chetet Tzadas. story of the Chetet Tzadas is the story of myself, my selfishness. To taste from the fruit of knowledge means to know myself and to see I'm separate from my spouse, to see I'm separate from my children, separate from everybody else, and I'm going to conquer everyone. And that's the root of all suffering, the root of all selfishness. And to understand the beauty in that, the beauty in all of that trauma, the beauty in all that pain, is for one moment in time to use my selfishness to become selfless. You understand what Rachel Amenu did? She was the most beautiful. She was mar- about to marry the man of her dreams. She had every form of wealth imaginable. But on the night of her wedding, she gave it all away. To, to know your selfishness. To have a life where it wasn't rosy, wasn't perfect. Where you can't say that you're 100% pure. But to take all of that selfishness and then for one moment in time to use all of those takhbulois, all of those conniving, all of those traumatic experience, the jealousy and the selfishness to know another person, that tremendous negative energy. Like we said to Rabbi Akiva's daughter, the night of her wedding, she went, she was fasting and all she could think about was a poor man who didn't eat and she gave away her own meal, which changed her destiny. She was destined to die on the day of her wedding. It's these moments in time where we transcend all of humanity. We transcend this world. We go to a different place, a place where we create a paradise on earth, which creating a paradise on earth is much greater than any paradise. And it is stalak yikra the kucha alman. We bring down an infinity of God that would never be revealed in this world, not even in the paradise, not even in Ganeda. Because to know another person with my selfishness is to eliminate all of corruption at its core. And that's what the Holy Baal Shem Tev explained that when will be the time of the Messianic era? When every Jewish person will come to that acknowledgement through compassion that he's no better than his friend if he was given the gift of purity, if he was given the gift of intelligence, if he was given the gift of kindness, if he was given the gift of spirituality, you're no better than anyone. You were given a gift only to share with another person. When all 15 million Jewish people will acknowledge that, to see how much they need each other, because barcheinu avinu kulonukachar. All one. 
That's what Yaakov Avinu wanted to tell the, the brothers in this week's Parsha. Just like when Yosef saw that Yehuda was ready to give his life for Binyamin, the same person who sold him out with his selfishness has tapped into the rectification of the Chet Yitzadas. The same person who had tremendous jealousy acknowledged that there's a father, an old man, Yaakov Avinu, which represents Hashem, <clears throat> which cares about the Jewish child and says they're ready to give his whole entire life for that boy. Then Yosef reveals himself and then he shows Yehuda that all of this was a product of your own imagination, all your suffering, all your ego. <clears throat> you sold me out and then you thought I was Pare, but really I was your savior. But it was all so you could get in touch with compassion. That Yehuda too could be transformed. Yosef's mother gave up her life so the other Shvatim could be born and the brothers betrayed him. But he was all about compassion. And that's why Vayikash Vayichi is one Parsha because it's the unification, all's well that ends well. Rachel and Leah, two end identities of Yaakov. One cultivates the Gvura in Yaakov, the body of Yaakov, the struggle. And one cultivates the soul, the Yisrael. The soul of compassion is the kindness. The body of compassion is to suffer with another person, to eliminate boundaries. And that's what Yosef brings out in this week's Parsha, Parsha of Ayegish and Yechi, that Yehuda is ready, the same person that sold him out for the suffering by the body because of the jealousy, came to realize that Binyamin which is the brother of Yosef with the child of Rachel, came to realize that you love a brother unconditionally. Maybe sometimes you only understand it from pain. But this was a tremendous revelation. And that's what Yaakov Avinu wanted to tell the brothers. There's going to come a time when where I'm not going to have to do bless each and every one of you separately. Each one of you will contain each one of you's blessing. Where you will realize that there is not one difference between any person. Because every single grandchild of Avram Avinu was given the inheritance of the, of the land of Israel. And it's at that moment that will be it will be at that moment that God will bring the Redeemer. That is the essence of what he's sharing in this letter. Which the ushering, of the, the ushering in of the messianic era is when we transcend our selfishness. And more precisely, when we use our selfishness for selflessness. Because then we unleash the core of our soul. The core of our soul and make peace between all of our trauma because all is well that ends well. Tremendous judgment to eliminate judgment. Tremendous pain to bring unification, to bring harmony. But the idea is not to wait till this is given to us. The idea is to generate it today. That a person in the still in this gullus, the tremendous darkness, has the ability to tap into the secrets of the Balshemtev, the secrets of the Holy Balatanya. And to be able to engage in this even for one moment in time, which will make sense of his whole life, which will unleash a fulfillment.
where he becomes partners with the creator of the world, where he shapes his own destiny, where he transforms the revelation that's going to be in the messianic era. Because now in the darkness, he's unleashed a miracle. The miracle of infinity in the darkness. Just like the miracle of Hanukkah is only a miracle because it's now in Golas. And it's a never-ending miracle. So too, when we engage in obsessive compassion, transcending our selfishness, using our selfishness for another person entirely. Then we have healed the world and we have ushered in a messianic era. We have ushered in a place where where we all eliminate all boundaries between each other. We have eliminated all judgment. And it is that space that the Holy Balshemtiv says is necessary for us to experience the messianic revelation.